Once again, the No Chill Podcast is brought to you by Life Recovery Water, offering up three tasty thirst-quenching blends guaranteed to refuel your body while satisfying your palate. All three flavors rehydrate the body with the necessary electrolytes such as potassium, magnesium, phosphorus, and calcium. These electrolyte properties are vital to any athlete or sports enthusiast after a tough workout or training session. Replenishing the body with an all-natural product is always the best form of recovery. Life Recovery Water. Go get some today. On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we take a look at NBA coaching. For Gil, he's got a lot on his mind about what makes a good coach and why superstar players generally don't become head coaches. But he thinks more should. For players, they want a coach that will listen and more importantly, adapt. We take a look at some of the best systems and why they work. Also, how players benefit from pairing with the right coach for their style of play. Also, we get into the role of the coach as a talent evaluator. For Gil, this can make or break your career. If a coach recognizes what makes you special as a player, it can allow your game to blossom to the next level of NBA success. After that, Gil introduces us to the Agent Zero Academy, something that he's been working on for a while, watching the game and the development of players. He explains the platform, how it works, and why he felt the need to launch it. It's a loaded episode, so here we go. And as always, subscribe to the No Chill Productions channel on YouTube and keep up with the No Chill podcast by subscribing on Apple Pods, Spotify, and SoundCloud. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. But the day is coming that we must be personally. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. Gil, to you, who is a guy that isn't a coach in the NBA right now and should be? Former player. Hmm. Former player that should be a coach. Right. Scotty Pippen. Why, why do you think he would be a good coach? The way he played the game, the way he's seen the game. Um, you know, he played alongside Michael Jordan, so he had to push his ego aside. When Michael Jordan retired, you know, he had to, you know, carry that load. But when you look at how he played the game, even when he was on, you know, USA Basketball, he led that team in assists. So, I mean, he has a thinking mind. So, like, when you think about the NBA as a whole, it's like, how come players like him are, are not in somebody's organization? That's a Preferably great question. The, I have no, the Bulls, yeah, I how come yeah. he hasn't been part of that upper management, the coaching staff, like, and even better let, for him. How do you just let all this greatness just go? I mean, it was a weird. Like he gives you the edge. I mean, sure, that's yeah. what I said. Star players, they were they were great for a reason. They should be in organizations to give you the edge of what you're picking because the people who are picking these teams, who were they? They were mediocre people who played in the NBA. That was fourth options. That that that's now trying to pick stars like uh yeah, and some I mean, of you guys are good at it, but eh. if you're a journeyman NBA player, after a while, you know this is going to end sometime soon. I got to think of my next move, and if I want to stay around the game, maybe I'll learn how to. I'll pick my assistant coach's brain. I'll learn how to be an executive. But when you look around the, the, the NBA, you can see why the same teams suck year <laughs> after year after year because the people who are picking them don't know real talent. They don't know the difference between a star player a future star player, and just a great player or a good player at this moment in time. Um, I remember watching Adam Morrison, and I was like, yeah, he's a good player. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. He's just going to be a great player. 
like me, I'm not picking him with a top five pick. Who, who drafted him? <laughs> Jordan. Uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, a great player, probably not a, ga- a great evaluator of talent. He and wasn't a scout. I, but you can, I can understand why he can't evaluate talent very well. Because what Jordan thinks made him amazing is what he looks for. You know, so he looks for fundamentally sound guys. Um, um, I call them practice players. Gr- guys who look great in drills. You know, that can pass the eye test, but Jordan doesn't realize, yo, your attributes gave you the edge. You, you had a 46, 48-inch vertical. Your fast twitch muscles right. are faster than what. I mean, your hand size is bigger. Yeah, that's what got you in the gate, and then being fundamentally sound is what makes you the greatest. But you're, you're, you're bypassing your natural ability first. You're bypassing the, the really athletic guy and teaching him these steps. You can't teach athleticism to someone who doesn't have it. Right, and it's also you can't teach competitiveness to a guy yeah. who isn't yeah, So Jordan had that freakish combination of both. Of everything. Right. So, But he, doesn't see, he just sees the work ethic of footwork, my mentality of that, but he doesn't see the athletic part. Adam, he Morrison, think- Adam Morrison, his, coming out of college, he took his uh, Cinderella team, took them on a run in the tournament. You would have said he was really competitive and he yeah, was but, that kind of guy. But Yeah, but he lacked speed, athleticism, so you knew. <laughs> NBA speed, NBA yeah, athleticism. NBA, so right. you knew he wasn't going to be a superstar. He didn't have, it's not like he was seven foot like dirt playing a four. So he didn't have no advantage over everyone. So when you look at players like that, it's like, you're going to be solid. I don't know if, as a general manager, I'm looking for the future. Am I going to pick a player like that? You know, um, you know, a player like Shane Battier, when you see players like that go early in a draft, it's like, yeah, you were a great, solid college player. How is that going to translate to superstardom in the NBA? It doesn't. So, but he was a great NBA guy. He was a solid a, a NBA pro. guy. He was a pro. He was a, he was yeah, a yeah, pro. great, great from a professionalism so standpoint. So if you're a general manager and you're picking him, you're picking him to save your job. Very big name coming out of college. He's a safe, safe pick. Yeah, safe pick. And that's what it is. Right. He's a safe pick. Like, yeah, you have all these guys that's, that could be superstars, but if you really watch a player and ask player questions and – you can tell who has the dog in him and who doesn't. You can see it. You can see you can see a player who has it, who has that motor, and a player who just just very athletic and lazy. You can because see even it. if you have that motor, you can fill in the other details through work because you know that guy's going to be he's going to be working. He's going to be in the dr- in the gym every day. Like you know when I remember um, I was asking somebody about Steph when Steph first came in. Um, and it was like, yo, man, this man practices so much. Is it serious? He's like, he practices so much. I mean, like, unbelievable. I said, seriously? Like, really, really, like, really practice? Like, your kind of practice or my kind of practice? He's like, no, your kind of practice. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, seriously? He's, like, he's a no. real gym it's rat. It's like, he's a real gym rat. Like, he's going to be good. He's not going to be a J.J. Reddick. Because I was like, oh, you know, I seen him in college. J.J. You know? got better. Yeah, but not up for he struggled to but I mean, guard his you know, position. Digit wasn't top five, and no. all. but you can see like, but that's what I said. It's like it's hard to pick players in the draft. You got to really study the game, and most of your scouts, what were they? Like I, I look at they are scouts, but that's what I'm saying. That's their 
what, real, what, that's your real life's work. They probably played college to some that's level. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I know you have, like, for the most part, some scouts can pick out great talent, but it's like, usually great talent picks out great talent. There's always exceptions to the rules where, you know, you'll have a, a, a few. Like Adam Morrison with Michael. No, Jones. no, I'm just saying you have a few scouts that, that, that can see better than their mind thinks. You know, you have those visionary guys. And some guys, you just, they look at mediocre players that's, oh, okay, yeah. He's, he, he has a great attitude. Oh, yeah, cool. Like, a great example, I think, is DeRozan. He wasn't a household name coming out of SC. Yeah, he was. He was in top, L.A. He was top he was top five in the nation still. Yeah, I, I'm just saying from, <laughs> from the idea of this is a guy that is a gym rat, that is driven, is freakishly athletic, but he worked on his skills and his technique. He didn't have that football Somebody like Westbrook. See, freakishly athletic. But, okay, so somebody like Westbrook wasn't really highly recruited, wasn't a big name in high school. And so looking at a player like that, mm-hmm. and like you would have had to really look at his motor how he played the game to, to see past his skill level that he was using at that moment. But he was probably incredible at the combine. All the measurables, he was off the charts. Yeah, because he, he because the combine is not... It, it's like when, every guy, when, when guys are making layups, he's dunking everything. Right. I mean, you're, you're seeing... So you can see his skill. So... You know, coming off, shooting a nice jumper. You won't see that in his skill level. Like, he's a player. He's not yeah, a practice player. game situation, though. He's a you're, game situation. Right. So you have to understand, like, what kind of player this is, too, when you're picking. Um, but back to quality coaching, another, another great selling point for Scotty. He was a guy that was a late bloomer, small school, so he understands the grind. He wasn't a highly recruited guy that the red carpet was rolled out mm-hmm. for him. Um, can play multiple positions, so he understands different scenarios on the floor and where a guy should be um, and how to coach different positions like that. And he was another guy that got better year over year over year and added skills to his, you know, to his repertoire. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that more great players need to be put back into the NBA or, or just any sport. Like, you got them commentating. Like, like you know, oh, that's a good gig. That's a good job. It's a good gig, but how does how does Charles Barkley help the Phoenix Suns or the Seventy Sixers get better by him commentating? Doesn't like, want to. If you can't pay more than ESPN, like what is wrong with you? There's very few Charles Barkleys out there. But I'm just saying, Charles Barkley. You're talking about you're looking at Shaq. Why is why is Shaq commentating and not heading the organization of, you know, the Lakers or Miami and, you know, put in a position where he's picking players? Like, who wouldn't want to – like, I don't even know who the general manager of, let's say, Miami is. But I know if Shaq was there, I'll, players – I mean, he will get players. I mean, they have Pat Riley there. <laughs> but so I mean, one but of the just, greatest but, architects but, of but all I'm just time. saying, Pat yeah, yeah. Riley is – you know, he's – I think he's general, but is he general manager he's and president? president? So, yeah. I mean, you know, he has both jobs, but his name attracts. But if if I'm a young kid and I'm thinking about leaving my team and Shaq is the president or the general manager, 
I'm going to listen to him more than someone named Tim McGregor, whatever. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, what? Are, what is your credentials? Yeah. Like, how many points did you score in the NBA? Who did you? Dunk? Like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about you. Like, I don't. I'm looking at your roster. It, it fits you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also think a lot of guys, once they've had their career run and they've they've done the practices, they've done the workouts, they've done the the film sessions, things like that, they don't want to do the grind anymore. Yeah. And the coaches grind even more than the players. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, yeah I get and it. Without the glory of I being get on it, the but, court. But, Money will make some of these players come back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you know, but they're worth it. But then you look at a guy like Elijah Wan. I think he's great in that role. Just mentoring guys. You come down to him when you want skills that's, built. Yeah, that's, And he'll, he'll work with you. That's sad. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah, that, that's sad to, to see that great. Like, the greatest power forward center when it comes to footwork. You don't. Great. He's not. He's not on that roster teaching. Like what? <laughs> like, like. And what? also, like, we've seen superstar players become head coaches, and they're not as successful. Like when Magic was with the Lakers, what we learned from that was it's hard for them. Not every superstar player can be a coach. It's hard for them to get their message across because it, it, for them it's so instinctual. It, it, yeah, it's hard for them to translate greatness. You don't have to translate greatness. You don't. Great players understand greatness. See, the problem sometimes with, you know, like the Jordans, the Magics, the Kobe's, they can, they can teach greatness to great players, but there's only one of those on your team. You still got to translate basketball to the other 15 players, and I don't think that's where they excel. And it's... It's like being a teacher in the classroom. You have your straight A student. That kid's easy. He's gonna mm-hmm. do his homework. He's gonna ace every test. Then you got the kid in the back row that's not paying attention. That's looking out the window. That's late. Forgets to study. Whatever. You have those guys on the team. And in, and it, for a coach, it's hard to get through to those players. And that's no, really your weakest link. But that's at. the players you got to get to. I remember Eddie Jordan. <laughs> I remember I was questioning our offense uh, one year, and I was like, "Yo, Eddie, this is kind of." Some of these back doors is pointless. I don't, I don't need a back door. I could, he said, listen, I'm just going to say it right now. The offense is not for you. <laughs> it's for everyone else to get shots who can't create for themselves. You do you. When I call an offensive play, it's for someone else to get a shot because they haven't touched the ball. Got it. <laughs> and right there, both of our worlds changed. Because now I had an understanding that when, he, when I look at him and he just – Keep going. That means he wanted me to just do what I do. When he said, hey, we need to call, you know, four is out 15. I knew he was trying to get a play for Karan or Antoine. You know, and it, it made me understand because I'm like, yo, hey, coach, I'm, I'm on fire here. What's up? Why are you calling these plays right now? They haven't touched the ball in a while because you just shot the last seven. I go, Got it. My fault. <laughs> and I think you see that. The first time you see that is when you go from rec basketball as a kid to middle school or high school because mm-hmm. rec, rec basketball you get away with you got that one kid every every team has that one kid that mm-hmm. coaches just give it to him they do what they want but then when you get to high school you need that structure because a coach it, needs a, when you have a program you need that structure because you have to you know be accountable for every player on the court one aau is built off of like aau programs is bit bit uh, built off of winning so when I hear, you know, players say, yo, AAU's destroying basketball, 
correcting a little bit because parents don't understand that you just want your kid to get better. That should be the ultimate. My son is getting better game by game. Winning championships at that level is meaningless because what they're taking away from kids is, you know, for that ring. Like you're you're having 13, 14-year-olds playing down at 11-year-olds trying to win these championships so it can dominate. Well, that 14-year-old is getting hurt because – He's playing basketball against 11-year-old kids. Yeah, he looks amazing, but he's dominating 11-year-olds. That doesn't help him as a 14-year-old. 14 should be playing Play, against 14, Yes, 14 should be playing against 16. They should be getting better playing up, learning how to take these hits. Um, so you, you have that. Then you have, you know, team stacking teams, you know, like – you know, oh, I lost to that team. There's one great player. I'm going to talk to his mom because we just beat him by 30, and I'm going to take that player, put him on my team. I can see that's where – I mean, you can say what you want about AAU. I can see where that is the biggest downside. I, no, no, it's, that, it's, no, the biggest downside is age. Is, is, is age. Age is the biggest downside in ranking. Like, if, if I'm a ranker, I'm not ranking you by your grade. Fuck you and your grade. You know what I mean? I don't, you, you're a 17-year-old in the ninth grade. Suck balls, okay? <laughs> Your ass is going to be ranked with other 17-year-olds, okay? I'm not going to do these other ninth graders this justice by putting you in this class. I'm not going to do that. That is unfair to you and them. You know, so when, if you're 17 and you're in this ninth grade, 10th grade, no, you're not ranked number one. You're ranked, uh, compared to seven channels, you're ranked 38. After your senior year and you're done, your, your age group is done, you're not on these rank charts anymore. I'm sorry. You're not ranked anymore. I don't, give, I don't care if you're in 11th grade at this point. You're not ranked anymore. Sorry. Your class is in college now. Because what ends up happening is you're, I'm, I'm, I rank you number one, number two, and then everybody who's three and four is like, well, fuck, he's in front of me. I'm trying to make it to college too. I'm going to be held back now. So I can be ranked one in my class because I should be one in this class. But because he's here, I got to go down one more level. Like, no, that's, that's, that's messing everything up. Ranking should be ranked by age, not grade. There we go. And I, but I think whatever level... I mean, there should be a lot of things, you know, they, they, they should... There's a lot of factors. They, they should put a shot clock in the AAU. Um, you know, the, the zoning, the zoning, the full court pressing, like all of that is, it's, it's all part of it. You know, it's like, because, you know, with no shot clock, they don't have, they don't understand timing. You know, um, they, don't, they don't understand, like, these dribbling kids, they're dribbling six, seven minutes, Keep playing keep away. That's not realistic. Right. That's you got twenty you got twenty-four seconds, bro. But also when you're playing at whatever level you're playing at, you wanna utilize that setting. So if it's a high school team, if it's a summer league team, if it's an AAU team, if it's a tournament, it, it's all different settings, right? For where you are in your game. Yes. So the idea is how do you get better and how do you perform in those settings? You have to prepare. Um, you have to prepare. You have to look at the setting. Like, you know, I don't. I don't care what age, what age you are. Um, 
if I asked you what your goal is and your goal is I want to be an NBA player, well, we're going to train like one. I'm not going to train you like a 10-year-old. I'm sorry. If you can't keep up, you can't keep up. But I'm going to put it into you now that if that's where you want to be, then you need to train like this. We're not going to train you like a 10-year-old and all that. That's not how this works. We don't, you know, you, you work. No, no, no. We train like NBA professionals now. All right. Well, with that in mind, we have something to announce. We do? We have something coming. We've been working on this idea for a little bit. We've had some, some teases of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time we actually put it out there. Put it out there in the world. Yeah, because it's going to happen. Today, we are announcing the start of the Agent Zero Academy. Yeah. Big, it's, big it, time. Yeah, big it, time. It, it, it needs to be done. You know, um, what, you know, I watch all these trainers training, and, you know, some of them, some of them are good. Some of them are just horribly, horribly training these kids. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I think they just, uh, you know, I think the problem is, is they think they need to be so creative that it looks like they're doing something so they can get like no you you don't like i seen just one for instagram i seen one yeah. one person driving pushing you know he was pushing a chair passing a ball grabbing up a weight switching <laughs> to this hand like what the fuck is all that like what are you what, what, what are you doing what where's that part in basketball like i don't right it's just like circus shit yeah and and, and, I, and I think that's the problem with you know, just the youth growing up that no one's teaching them actual game like training. Um, I see trainers that say that that has that in their you know profile that I train NBA players. What the fuck does that actually mean? I train NBA players. So to me, it says, OK, you were a trainer, you got all your abilities up. And you trained a NBA player who's already in the NBA, and then you use that name to train kids. Okay, that sounds amazing. I'm trying to train kids to get them to the NBA because I don't like once you're in the NBA, whoever trains you is meaningless. Motherfucker, he already made it. How are you actually helping him? Like, you're not helping him. He already made it to the NBA. Like, yeah, you're you're adding to his game, but you you can't claim that you trained this guy and this guy made it. Like a uh, NBA trainer, someone who says I'm an NBA trainer, that means Baron Davis was a junior high kid, and you've trained this guy all the way through, and he made it to the NBA. That is what I'm considered an NBA trainer. So when when I look at a guy. Like Baron Davis is a guy, his name is Dart, and he's trained a bunch of players who's made it to the NBA. He can say, I'm an NBA trainer. These are the guys I've trained since they were little who's made it to the NBA. A guy who sits there and trains an NBA player because a friend trained and say, oh, yeah, I train NBA player. What did you train him to do? You know, it's funny, this category of the celebrity trainer yeah, that, that. came out of nowhere. I think it really was born because of social media. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they have these lists of 30 players that they trained once or twice or, or maybe the summer. But you got to remember, he already made it. The, the, 
the point is grabbing kids, training them, and watching them make it. That's the that's the goal of the academy I'm going to start. Man, I'm going to be putting kids drills and workouts on how I made it. On what I was doing while I was playing. What other NBA players was doing while we were playing. Um, when I was playing, I worked out with, you know, like Edon. You know, I worked out with him once or twice a year. That was to see what, 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 what moves he had. And I think that's to get back to that celebrity trainer title. I understand that's where it probably came from. Where guys that are already in the league are saying, I want to work with a different guy to work on these mm-hmm. skills. He might not be an Akeem Olajuwon or a former NBA great, but he knows things that I can do to improve my technique and to improve my skills. Great. No, that's great. I look at it like this. If, if, I'm, if I'm an NBA trainer and I say, all right, I have Westbrook, I have Kyrie, I have um, Curry, and I'm training them, and I, and I put them through a workout, and they're all doing the same thing. I'm a stupid trainer. They can't be doing all the same thing because they're not all the same player. So what I'm teaching Steph, I can't teach that to Westbrook. I can't teach what I'm teaching to Westbrook to Steph. You, like, I see these trainers trying to make the kids adapt to their training style. No, you have to adapt to their talent. You have to adapt to their talent. If this guy is not strong enough to shoot threes, he should not be shooting threes. I'm sorry, like, I... He should not be shooting threes. If the kids I'm training, if he can't put that ball up with great, with 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 a great shot, then no, you're gonna step in a couple feet until you get strong enough. I'm not gonna mess your jump shot up because of this drill. No, we're gonna we're gonna address your part of the drill to your shot ability. And that's a really important thing. We were talking about scouts and evaluating talent. And I think a great coach knows how to evaluate talent. They're also a great talent evaluator. Yeah, you, you know it, what your player has, what they can't do. Because as a player, you know, you don't want to say, you don't want to be limited. You want to be great at everything. As a coach, you have two options. Either you get players that, a, that, that, that fit your system, or you got to fit your system around players. You know, so, you know, if you take Phil Jackson, you have the triangle. Well, you need to get, you, you get players that, are thinking guys that kind of athletic that are mobile that are switch type players. That's the type of players you get. You know, you can't get straight athletic players who just want to dunk and run like that. That's not fit <laughs> the the you know the, the the triangle offense. So you know you have to figure out the players you have versus your system, and you have to do adjusting if you want to be a great coach. Well, I mean, I think also you look at San Antonio and what they do is the idea of they have their system. And it, it's really predicated on ball movement, spacing, moving without the ball, trusting your teammates, things like that. So you know a San Antonio guy has to be able to play like that. Yep, play and you that know ball. that the guy they pick mm-hmm. plays like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know and, and you can go through and watch a college kid and say, oh, man, you look good. I'm, this is no bullshit. Um, he's number five for San Antonio. He played at UCLA. Anderson, Kyle Anderson. Oh, Kyle Anderson. Okay. What were you saying about him? Like he was the... Kyle Anderson. Yeah. So I'm watching him at UCLA, slow, really skilled point. He was at the point. And I'm sitting here looking at him, and someone's like, oh, man, he's too slow for the NBA. Like, he's not going to... I was like, I swear to God, that's a San Antonio guy. 
And they're like, San Antonio? I was like, he's so smart. Smart, methodical, and that's who they go after. Sure enough, that's who drafted them. That's, that's funny. So for a, a team like San Antonio, a guy like Kobe, I, I mean, Kobe can make it work, but they don't need a Kobe. So for Kobe, a coach, you, you want, don't need a DeRozan, but you see what happens when that player gets into a system like that. He dominates. Once you buy in. You don't have to get a member. The system is made for a team, but a superstar takes over it. Um, well, you know, it's someone like it. Curry, I don't know if he fits into that system. Well, how about Kawhi? He didn't want to be there. It, and we, we're, all, we were talking about we him being a system, system. guy. But for some reason, talking, he, he, like, we're talking about being bought in. He bought in. He he just had, they had problems. Something but, but I'm right. saying like a player like Curry, I don't know if he can fit into that system because the way the system is and the way his style is, I don't know if that type of player would fit. Um, Draymond Green looks great in that system. Um, I don't know if Greek the Freak looks good in that system. Harden. I don't think Harden would work as yeah, well. Yeah, I see. You know, you know, so, nothing but, against their ga- them, but it's just their that, game so that, that, fits so, better than yeah, other. Yeah, and that's, and that's dynamic, what yeah. coaches have to understand, too, that certain players, you can't put certain players in certain systems. Like, no, their greatness is for a reason. You know, so you have to understand their greatness and hone in on their greatness. What makes for an effective coach? Besides recognizing. Adapting. You have to adapt. You know, you, you, you have to adapt to your your what's going on on the court, your players, and um, just being aware. Everything, you know, you just have to understand the game. You know, and, and it's, that, that, it's just that simple. Understand if a guy doesn't have it, when to sit him down, when to know that, yeah, he was – Oh, for 16 right now, but he's very skilled in these last two minutes, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, you know, draw this play up for him. So you, you have to understand and have, have to have the play on that level to understand little details. you got to remember, it's the details. You know, so I can watch, let's say if I'm, you know, coaching someone like a Jimmy Butler and he's having a horrible night. You know, he's having a horrible night. Most coaches will give up on him. You know, and it's, you know, when it comes down and I can say, all right, Wiggins is on fire. And we got one shot left. Who I give it to? I'm giving it to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at me like, yo, he's, he's playing horrible tonight. Yeah, he, he played horrible. Yeah. That, <laughs> this is a whole other game right here. <laughs> you know, this, this last shot is another game. You know, and I'm going to give it to my best in the game. Guy. Your finisher. Yeah, I, don't, I, I know Wiggins is balling tonight but this is a whole nother game and that's who i'm giving it to but you got to understand that as a coach too and i also think the role of a coach has changed to where you you play with a you, you used to say i played for that coach oh i played for i played for ludosin mm-hmm. and now really you want to play with him so you're sort of woven together you're just thinking about lebron no, <laughs> you're just thinking about LeBron. <laughs> then you say, as a player, I played uh, with LeBron. See, you know, as a as a coach and who's coaching LeBron, you have to understand that the way he sees the game is not the way you see the game. So, you know, you have to understand. You know, like you know, <laughs> as fans, we look at it and say, look, 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 look at that. He just took the scoreboard. I mean, he just took the uh, the chalkboard and he's drawn up his own plays. Yeah. 
Because he's playing the game. He understands what's going on, how they're playing them, what he sees versus what you see. But that's extremely rare. There's not a lot of players that are like that. I'm talking about a coach that the new school way of coaching is not my way or the highway, not the Bobby Knight so much. That's why I think a guy like David Fisdale in New York, I think he's that kind of guy um, that players will you have to be a player. Listen to them. And you have to be a player's coach. That old school. I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you style and all. No, that, I don't think that works anymore. That works for certain players. Certain players. You got to remember somebody like Westbrook. If Westbrook coach cussed him out, it doesn't affect his game. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna go out and do what he does regardless. You know, and 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 that's what a coach understands. So if you have a Bobby Knight in the NBA. He loses his team because you got to remember, yeah, one player is thriving off that negativity. The rest aren't. The rest don't want to hear. They get tired of it, and then they quit on you. You know, and, you know, so being a player's coach, understanding who I can talk to, who I got a baby, you know, and it's it, – you're a babysitter. Yeah, you're a coach. You're a job, babysitter. Right? You're a counselor. You're all of that shit as a coach. You yeah, know. really. I mean, an, an effective head coach—they know how to deliver their message, and they know how to get everybody to buy what they're selling. You got to remember your job. But as your a coach, X's and O's is not your head coach's job you, per se. Your your the, the job is to. And it, it all comes with coaching staff. If if you're not yeah. a babying type, then your coaching staff has to be a babying type. Because the point is to get everybody playing at a high level every game, and for the most part, your best players are gonna be playing at a high level so that's not the guy you're targeting you know you're targeting everyone else so when it comes to former players going back and coaching we rarely see all-star superstar level players in doing that for what reason when superstar players get teams you gotta remember they're just a coach they don't they're not picking their players like jason kidd getting fired why i don't i never understood why he was getting the best out of what he had. That, that was, you, that's what he had. I mean, he was getting the best out of what he had. What is he getting fired for? Tyrone Lue. He gets fired for what? The team was shitty. I'm sorry. They were. They we were, all knew. He knew that. They've been shitty for the last three years. They just had, the, they just had King James on that. Yeah. That was getting this shitty team to the finals. And but you take when, you away, break, right. when you break them all down and you have to say, all right, this player versus this player, this first, you know, you go, all right, my point guard versus that point guard. You guys lost base, the Cavs lineup lost majority of the night against their opponents. You know, there's not one, I mean, besides love, how many matchups where he was better than the next person or his opponent? Tristan. How often was he the best player where he was better than his opponent? So when you when you add all that shit up, they were horrible. So 0-6, yeah. That sounded about right. <laughs> that sound about that sounded about right. 13 to 17 game, that sounds about right. Why is he getting fired? If you if I'm looking at this team and I say, okay, they're gonna win about mm, under 20 games this year. And we start off 0-8. What what am I going to fire the man for? I already said they're not going to win this many games. He ain't doing nothing wrong. (laughs) And they still have to pay his contract out. So, yeah, why pull the plug out? This is silly. It's, you know, shit like that is silly to me. 
But back to what we're doing with Agent Zero Academy, what you your ultimate goal is what? Getting these kids better. Getting kids, NBA players, college players, overseas players. I'm gonna be putting out drills and how what I see and how you should see it. Um, I'm not going to be doing none of that donkey shit. You know, we're not going to be sitting here playing against, you know, we're not going to be sitting here playing against what I see, chairs and all that stuff. Right. I mean, so what, what it is not gimmicky stuff. It's not going to be gimmicky. There's circus not, there's stuff. There's not going to be, I pick up a cone here, dribble, 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 put the cone down. I don't know where that, I don't know. I, I've played 13 years. I played my whole life. I've never picked up a cone during a basketball game. I never did the motion of picking up any. I, I don't even know where that hand. Why would that hand go down there? Are you untying his shoe? Like, what? What is the point of that movement? Because it's not part of the game. You know, well, we've seen. You know, your your shooting coach back in the day, Dave Hopla, had the hat with the hand on the front. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things, those are useful. Because, yeah, because when I shoot. A hand will go in my face. Right. So the vision of what I'm going to be seeing at the end of majority of my shots is very limited because someone's putting their hand in my face. That makes sense. Right. So the idea of that is in or holding up a broom to really uh, coach. Like Extending somebody's long reach. arm. That right. makes sense. Sure. So um, there I'm, are effective ways. to I'm teach. dribbling and some. I'm, I'm dribbling with a right, right, right hand and someone throws a medicine ball and I got to catch it and go for the layup. <laughs> it's not the football field. No, I'm trying to figure out, like, where does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Because if he's driving to the lane, he has no protection on the ball. So if you're teaching him this to grab the move, he's open to all blocks, all everything, because you're not teaching him how to drive to the lane. So the better way to do that would be to what? What kind of drill? Whoa. Just a little taste. No. Let's put that out there. I'm not giving a little taste of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to follow the cat. Okay, well, it's coming. That's it's the coming. good news. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, um, I'm going to teach pregame, like pregame shooting drills. We'll have pregame dribbling drills to get you ready. Like, I was always big on routine. So, before my workout, I don't give a shit who I was working out for. I'm doing my routine first, then we're going to work out. Because... At the end of the day, I have to get myself prepared. It's like stretching. You stretch before you run. So before I jump into this workout, I'm doing my practice routine. And that's that's something I'm giving. Like, yo, this is what I did before any time I worked out, before I played, before I... And then we're going to show the difference between how many shots we're putting up with me versus how many shots you're putting up with any other coach. Because at the end of the day is, if you're shooting 150 shots and my group is shooting 1,000, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're 850 shots, more, <laughs> 50 shots better than you today. And, that's, and that's, that's, how you, that's how you play. It'll be a squad of little Terminators. Oh, no, yeah, we're going to have some killers. Yeah. I'm turning everybody into a killer. And it's also for players of all but, levels. I mean, I can't even say I'm going to turn everybody into a killer. Because that person might not have that mentality, but whatever his mentality is, he's going to be great at it. Yeah, and it's for all ranges of ability, too. 
Yes, I mean that's what I said. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be teaching 11, 12 year olds how to be 11, 12 year olds. No, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna work how I'm. Yeah, I know you can, you know, go in and do certain moves. So I'm not even gonna try to teach you those moves. We're gonna build up to those moves. You know, so I, I, I'm gonna be working with their ability. And then it's also the idea that they have to come here with an approach. If you're part of this Agent Zero Academy, what should your mindset be? That you want to be great. Um, my job ain't to push you. My job is to teach you. You push yourself. You know, so it, it, I'm not going to be, I'm not one of those guys if, you know, if this is the drill and you quit, hey, no hard feelings. No hard feelings. You, you, I'm not going to be sitting there running down your back because you're cheating yourself. You're not cheating me. You're cheating yourself. You know, we, you know if the drill is seven shots before you end, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a, a plus minus thing. You, seven shots is you get the plus seven, it's done. And you had minus 300? We have two things here, buddy. We, you can quit now, or we can sit here to get the plus seven. So there are zero corners. So that, to cut. Yeah, so I mean, you, you, can, you can cheat yourself. Right. Or you can look at it and say, hey, I'm, I'm minus 300 right now. It's going to take me another 500 shots to get to that plus seven. That means I took 500 more shots. There's, there's a bunch of ways to look at this. Because at the end of the day, it might be brutal. It might be hard, hard as hell. It might be, be, being great is brutal. There's no sure. easy way. So that's why I said, you know, if you're, if you're minus, you know, 300, you're minus 300, you can quit and say, oh, fuck that. I can never, I can never get the plus seven. Or you can say, hey, at some point I'm going to plus seven. I'm going to get there. And I'm getting this many more shots than the next person. But, I mean, <laughs> great players, they've gone through hell. They've had adversity and setbacks. Yeah, and I, there's that, that, days see, that's where the they thing. sucked. There's that, days where they were off or not motivated, and they had to find it. They got to find it. Like, trust me, I understand. You cannot give 110% every day. But the key is they give something every day. You know, yeah, you might not, you, 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 like the World Series, y'all played 18, y'all had 18 fucking innings one game, and you had to come back the next day to play. Reality is, yeah, you guys are not going to be at 100%. 80, 70, 60, whatever you can give today, that's better than nothing. That's better than giving nothing. And if you learn how to push yourself, I mean, because there are days where your ankle's a little sore. Yeah, some, Hey, and, and that's all you have to say, hey, coach, um, <clears throat> I'm here. I, my ankle's hurting. I, I pulled my hamstring. Okay, you know what? You can't do certain drills today. We're going to make sure you get to your shot, your, 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 your shot zone. You know, we said we're going to do 500 makes a day. We'll just do spot shooting. You know, you can't jump. Okay, we're going to build it in. We're going to come in a little closer then. But we're going to get you your 500 shots today. And that starts with your mindset because – you might not be 100%, but when you're here, you're going to be 100% here. You're going to be 100% here. Right. I can't make you go as hard as you can, but I can, but I can make you go something. But you don't have to be all out balls to the walls. You no, just you have don't to have be to. Because it's not realistic. It's not, reali it's not realistic. You know, um, it's just making sure the mentality of teaching them early. Like, listen, yeah, you might not be 100%, but we're going to do something today. You know, we're going to get it done, and, and, and once we get it done, we go. Rest up.
But we're not going to sit here and, you know, baby your ankle. If you can't jump off the leg, then we'll do spot shooting. We'll do something. Okay. You know, we're just going to, we're going to teach. So there's something for everyone. For everyone. Um, and then also what you want to get into, I think, is the idea of that you're scaling up. So you start, we're going to start basically from what you should do when you enter the gym and then advance it yeah, that, throughout that's, the year. That's what I said. It's, it's, I'm going to. I mean, there's, there's going to be so many levels to it where um, we're going to have dribbling drills, big man drills. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, most of these kids, they don't know if they're going to be big man until later on. So everyone's going to be doing everything. And then we're going to isolate it where big man can see their big man stuff and what to look for, um, guard stuff, of course. But I know a lot we'll of find guys. a defensive player in there to <laughs> teach some defense, you know. But <laughs> to teach a little defense, oh, you know? always. Um, <laughs> we'll have some uh, outside resources, but you know. But I'm also going to do. It's going to be interactive, right? You know. I, you know. That's a big thing where, um, you know, if you're 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 a subscriber on a website and you you know you throw questions, I'm going to answer them. Um, you have videos or um, like a. A training, you know, a coach or a trainer is showing me how should he, you know, what, how this should this shot be? How should he change this? Should he change this, guys? You know, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be interactive. So that's the difference, right? So versus other coaching platforms or other trainers you can work with here with Agent Zero Academy, it's interactive where you can ask you pointed questions, say, I'm working on this drill. I'm just not getting it. Mm -hmm. What, what should I do? What should I do? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, it's subscription based. Mm -hmm. So those kind of are the benefits of what you get with the subscription along with, um, you said each individual drill can be broken out and you can. Yeah. So these kids, home. you know, cause let's be honest, most kids and parents can't afford a hundred dollars for a trainer, you know, so my, my a session, a session, right. Well, well, you got me now. You know, it, it's you know nine ninety nine. I was thinking nine ninety nine. You know, for the month, and you have everything in that month. Mm -hmm. You know, it's you're gonna have all the drills you need. So, father can take his son out there and just follow the drill, follow the work ethic, and you don't need a trainer. <laughs> Trainers, hey, you're charging a hundred dollars. Hey, how you do? You take all the drills and how to work, and you give it to your group. Hey, no problem. <laughs> you know, but we're gonna start teaching better basketball. We're not gonna be sitting here, you know, doing three sixties around hoops and you know jumping from the free throw line. That's not. That's no. That's not what we're gonna be doing here. You know, it's, I'm sorry. So it's next level learning. Back to what we talked about, where things have the game has changed to where the fundamentals might be lost a bit, or the it, the down and dirty type of it, it, work doesn't it, really exist anymore. It's. I think training now is more of um, sports center training. It's sports center plays. You know, you see plays on a top 10 and you see it on Instagram and then that guy takes that drill and then that becomes his trick. Like the stuff you see is it's natural. It's instinct. Yeah, you can train for it, but if that's part of your, if that's your training drill, then that's what he's going to be actually trying to do. Like I, 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 uh, I seen 
was it Kyrie the other day when he did the behind the back guy made the guy fall and then the big guy reached boom behind the back layup boom all instinct it was just a natural boom boom instinct so when I looked at it I said okay that was a great move for Kyrie that wasn't that wasn't part of his usual 52 moves to to get his shot off. That was like, okay, I came down, went behind the back, he fell. I was getting ready to drive. The other guy came across, boom, I went behind the back, went for the lip. Perfect. It was, you know, it was a What we see with superstar players like Kyrie is that those are what they make highlights. They're, 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 make they're, highlights that, but that's one move. One, You got to remember, the moves you guys are teaching – that happens once or twice a game. Right. You're forgetting the rest of the game. <laughs> like you're you like you might not see you might not see one special move out of someone like Zach Levine. He's averaging 30. Same thing with DeRozan. You, these guys are averaging th- you don't see, you're not seeing half of these highlights cuz they're just going there to get the bucket. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. Just go get the bucket. So <laughs> yeah, you can have like people ask me, "Yeah, what was your dribbling drills?" Like I don't remember. I asked you that. Yeah. You, oh, you asked me. I don't fucking remember. I didn't sit there and try all these moves. Yeah, I had all the moves, but I didn't need them. I didn't need none of them. Like I was, I was faster, stronger than everyone who guarded me. So if you look at the highlights, my highlight tapes and reels and any footage, you rarely seen point guards actually sticking me because I was too strong. Because I was sitting a post on them. I was sitting in the post or the mid post, and we're going to sit at this free throw line because you guys are little. So if you look at the, the people, they wanted to keep me from the basket. See, everyone looks at the three ball the three ball that I was doing. They don't look at, like, yo, I was leading league in free throws or I was second. So what ended up happening is because someone like Steve Nash can't guard me in the post, they got to put Sean Marion on me, Rajah Bell, because now I can't post up against them. So now I got to now they keep they're, they're pushing me further away from the basket. So now I got to attack those guys. So when you look at my highlights, that's why Kobe was sticking me. That's why Sean Marion and Rajah Bell and all these elite big defenders. you know elite defender big guys because the guards. I was sitting in the post. So you're not gonna have my post ups and highlights. But really, every player should have prep. They should be prepared for any kind of scenario, any kind of matchup. Yeah, you, you're gonna have your faster player, bigger player. Yeah, you got to learn how to play. So at the end of, I'm not even gonna tell you what we're gonna do at the end of drills and stuff like that. But trust me, it's gonna be, it's gonna be game. Everything's game like. You know, you got your how the drill's supposed to look, and then game like. It's there's three ways of training. You got basic training. You got decoy training then you got live training you're supposed to you you're supposed to be doing all three of them so game scenario mm-hmm. um game speed training like, i think I, that's I, what we get to when but I what used do, to, when you start when with I, what? When, when i used to work on moves and this is just when i used to work on a move how do i know this move works right how do i better this move so after I've taught myself to move, I go tell my teammate or whoever's sticking me that day in practice, hey, yo, man, I'm just going to do uh, turnaround spins, fadeaways, and I'm going to bust your ass doing it. And I'm really going to bust your ass doing this turnaround spin. I'm just going to do that on you all day today. For the most part, shit never worked. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the point, of, that was the point yeah. of it because 
I'm trying, he knows exactly what I'm doing. So if I did get the shot off, that means I perfected it at that moment. Right. So where that's, that game scenario, the end result that we see in the highlight, that started at the simplest level where, if, say, if it's a hezzy cross pull-up. Mm-hmm. You had to get that down right. Yeah. You have to I, work I on it practice thousands hezzy, of times. Like my, my game winner, I'm, I'm, I'm practicing that. I'm coming You've down and shooting. Right. Then I'm like, yo, hey, I'm not even going to the three-point line. I'm going to shoot it from right here every time. And that's what I'm going to do. So he's waiting for me at that line, and I got to perfect that shot, get the right lift. So when the game comes, he don't know this is where I'm stopping. I just <laughs> got you. Yeah. And that, now you can see how Steph shots look so easy. Because they're all game-like when he's practicing them. So when he's in a game, it's, it's easier. So the idea is we're starting with we have a move. Here's how to do it. Here's how to do it right. Then speed it up to where you're going to do it well, where it becomes mm-hmm. automatic. Mm-hmm. And, that, and now, now, now your go-to. Now that, defender, now that defender knows. Now for you to get to the move that I want you to get to, you have to do something first to get here. Because he knows he knows you want to get to this spot, so now you have to be creative to get to that right. spot. So then you're setting that's, up from that you set up a counter. Mm-hmm. But that's where he puts in a counter. Mm-hmm. See, I don't need to give him a counter. If he wants to get this guy off of him, he has to give him. He has to make up his own counter. Then once he once a player comes up with a natural counter, then we start working on his natural counter. But you got to remember, you have to teach from what he's naturally good at. But it's getting players to the point where they're thinking. No. That's the Think, yeah, thinking and then instinct. Right. Eventually, yeah, it becomes instinctual. Mm-hmm. So that's what I said. You can't teach the same players. You can't teach different players the same move. Like, everyone is not good at the same thing. You just, but as a, as a trainer, as a coach, you have to understand that. Can't wait for it. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. I mean, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be good. I mean, I, I think kids and parents are going to really like it because um, it's going to be a lot. And it's needed right now. It, it's always been needed, you know, because most of the tra- – you got to remember, most of the trainers, they're, they played college basketball. Um, if they did, make pro, low-level pro. So I'll probably be the, the highest profile player that, that really – teaches basketball it's bringing it to your household yeah you don't have to work book a session in the like gym it, 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 schedule it, it, out it's, like it's going to be like, for you at home home use mm-hmm. it'll be an agent zero army agent zero we're army. all done with this coaches gonna hate me <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be out there trying to fire me <laughs> one full flat you're gonna hear kids one full flat <laughs> flat <laughs> one full flat that was the <laughs> I isolate everyone. I yeah. don't care. Because I, I always – you got to think about it. If I'm posting up all the big – all the guards, and now I got all the three men on me, one four flat. <laughs> What's happening? How you doing? That was the point. Mm-hmm. I can't one four flat the guards, so I'm going to post the guards up, make them switch you on, then one four flat you. Perfect. All Easy. Right. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. All right. Well – that's what you've been working on. That's what we've been cooking. Yeah, that's why I've been. That's why I've been a little days ago on you know social media and mm-hmm. stuff like that because I've been you know getting the drills down. Mm-hmm. You know, you know setting this up. You know, 
It takes a minute. It doesn't happen. No, 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 no. It's going to take a minute, you know, you know, getting the, the, the kids and understanding them and, you know, and let, you know, let everyone watch their progression, um, you know, eventually turning into camps, you know, where, where, you know, you know, city to city where kids come in and, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, with the nine ninety nine, you already paid for it. So all I do is just got to come set the city and you guys come in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those where you when when I decide to throw a camp, you're not paying for the camp. You already did that with the nine ninety nine. All right. You know, it's it's gonna be beautiful. Beautiful. Agent Zero Academy. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. What the day is coming that we must be personally. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. What the day is coming that we must be personally. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. What the day is coming that we must be personally. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see. What the day is coming that we must be personally. She has thought to me, and me has thought to see.